0: Shalom, friends. This is your Friendly Neighborhood podcast host, Jake Rubin. Welcome to MSU Hillel's The Weekly Kvetch. This podcast features news, interviews, and a whole lot of kvetching. So I'm excited for you to join me and my trusty producers, Sophie and Nate, as we dive deep into all things Jewish. Hello, and welcome back to The Weekly Kvetch for our second podcast of the year. This is our first one with a guest. Uh... I remain your host, Jake Rubin, and alongside my producers, Sophie Nate and MSU Hillel. We are super excited to have our first guest of the year, Jeff, Rabbi Jeff Stombaugh. Stamba, Good. Okay. Oh I want to make sure I got it right. I was practicing in my head. Uh, he, uh, We're going to learn a little bit more about him, but uh, welcome, Jeff. Uh, Rabbi Jeff, thank you for coming. Jeff, Rabbi Jeff. Uh, Rabbi Jeff is good. Rabbi Jeff. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for coming. It's our pleasure to have you.
1: It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> really, truly.
1: I good. am excited.
0: It's good you didn't have to travel anywhere. Thank <laughs> goodness for Zoom interviews. <laughs> Making right? our whole life easier. <laughs>
1: Although I would love to be in person, frankly, with you all, uh, hanging out in the studio somewhere in MSU, hmm. wherever that might be.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good question. <laughs> yeah,
0: who knows? But uh, well, before we, yeah, well, uh, before we get started, we have a quick word from our sponsors. So let's uh, hear our words from our sponsors.
2: The Weekly Cafetch is sponsored by MSU Hillel, the place to be for more than 3,500 Jewish students at MSU. The Weekly Cafetch is also sponsored by Oysters. Go and find your pearl.
0: Well, uh, so thank Those you. You're that-
1: so pro.
2: I know, I know. Very professional. That's,
0: that's our MO, just professional podcasting. I, I know. <laughs> All right, and now we're gonna move on to uh, our segment called let's give them something to fetch about fetch
2: fetch fetch
0: so today our topic is back to reality oh there goes gravity oh there goes gravity oh you're so mad at me choked you so too many too much Uh... <laughs> We're back to reality, how does it feel?
2: It feels, I mean, we're not, I mean, class technically starts next week, so we're not really back to reality yet, but like we'll soon be back to reality.
0: Are you back in East Lansing?
2: Yeah.
0: And um, so it's like, I'm also back in East Lansing. So it's kind of like, like, like we're kind of getting back in the swing of things and like, it's just like, it's cool. There's yeah. nobody here still. it's Still, it's still pretty dead here in Iceland. It's Lansing. quiet. It's very quiet,
2: which is kind of nice. We're but... coming
0: back to reality, but it's like it's like a weird dystopian reality,
2: distorted reality, yeah, uh-huh. like a near reality.
3: <laughs> it's also just it's a mixture of what, like um, like buying groceries, mm-hmm. like wh- what for the past couple of weeks we haven't had yeah. to do that because you've been like home for the holiday or like having a new year's experience or like maybe just like only eating Chinese food mm-hmm. forever, <laughs> which is great. But like, I don't, the grocery store, blah. And I don't want to have, I don't want to put someone else through it. So I'm not going to have my groceries delivered, but um, it's kind of, it's like, it's a lot to come back to and planning. Oh, yeah,
2: I feel that. If, what was it? Last night and a uh, couple past couple nights we've, my roommate and I were we were planning on what we we're gonna make for dinner. And we we're like, what are we gonna make? And it's just like so hard to think of things like and be creative sometimes. but like you just want the same things, you know. Like know. <laughs> yesterday and by yesterday, we're recording this on Wednesday. So Tuesday we made a um like a pad shrimp pad pad tie.. So like we we're Ooh. kind of being healthy, you know, something different. Yeah. It was good.
0: That so. does sound good. I yeah, great show yeah. time. I made Gigi Hadid's spicy pasta on this podcast, and then I've made it like <laughs> eight times since then. And that's like the only thing I've been making. <laughs> it's <a big> hit. <laughs> Everybody loves it, but I'm like, I need to make something else. So it's just like it, it's really easy to just kind of fall into these like recipes and things. Yeah. So you're just like, this works.
2: People like it.
0: I'm just gonna make it. It's easy. Yeah. I don't like
2: wanna. most of last semester on Tuesdays we'd do some sort of form of Taco Tuesday.
0: Uh, love taco tuesday yes what day is it today oh it doesn't matter it's gonna air on friday so
2: <laughs> so next
0: tuesday it's time exactly. for
2: tacos any day is taco tuesday if you try hard <laughs> enough
3: i totally
0: hey, wear an you. avocado blanket yes <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you're like a little taco yourself
3: and sophie is there is there a um what's behind you do you have an avocado stuff in yep
2: I have multiple. Avocado Is this? Yeah, I don't really care. I embrace it.
3: <laughs> Sophie, I think maybe is
2: an avocado yes, fan. Yes, I am an avocado fan. Fan or
0: fan um, and stand. Fan and, and stand. Stan. <laughs>
3: well, you know this is good because not only are we kvetching about this, but also we're giving people ta- like real good practical ways to stop kvetching, which is like embrace Taco Tuesday. Make Gigi Hadid spicy mm-hmm. pasta. Make uh, make some shrimp pad thai if you eat shrimp, um, or if you eat pad thai. <laughs> I feel like we're ready yeah. to go. Who cares about fetching? We're just the world is, the world our, is oyster.
0: our oyster, and people eat oysters. I don't eat oysters, but oysters are good.
3: <laughs> I like I like to say the world is our oyster, so let's crack it. up. Oh, that's good. That's
0: um, a good one. The pearl yeah. that life is. <laughs> Suck in all the carbon from the
3: ocean and put out something good. Maybe, We've gotten very off track, but that's, the, that, point of that, that's the point of this podcast. The world is
0: your oyster. Crack it open. Suck it in all the carbon. Make some pearls, baby. That's the way to live your life.
3: Unreal. Well, you know what? Maybe 2021 one's not yeah. that bad. New
2: outlook on life. <laughs> I feel like 2020 was the, the unopened oyster. You know, you can't get it open. But now 2021... You're gonna be able to open the oyster. And it's you know like... what? All the carbon and whatever, you're gonna make your pearls. This is
0: getting deep.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, twenty twenty was it was the, the oyster needed a full year to suck in yes. all the carbon. And right now we're we're putting in we're cracking it open slowly and soon. It'll be like five hundred pearls. Oh my gosh. It better be.
0: Look at all those pearls. <laughs> you can buy yourself a nice
3: oysters actually can um they can make apparently more than that one pearl true. at a time. What is that conversation
0: Crazy. content? Uh, we're talking about pearls, man. Just if you're listening to this, find somebody you love in your life and tell them they're the pearl in your life that you're producing. And, and that's what this podcast pearl. is about finding your pearl
2: and put it in a necklace and put it in so a they necklace so can wear it
0: and then throw them in the ocean
2: for, for an <laughs> everlasting reminder that they are a pearl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well so uh a great a yeah great so, so this is reality we kind of devolved a little bit but reality is finding your pearl putting them in a necklace throwing them in the ocean uh enjoying 2021 because that's what it's all about baby <laughs> that's what it's all about so uh rabbi jeff for those who don't uh know you tell us a little bit about yourself and like your background where you came from how you ended up where you are now
1: happily happily so my name is rabbi jeff Stambaugh, generally go by Rabbi Jeff. I am the new uh, executive director of The Well in mm-hmm. Detroit, um, and The Well is an organization that's been around for five years. I'm the second executive director after Rabbi Dan Horowitz before me, who founded The Well, um, and we're an organization that caters to the needs of uh, Jewish young adults and their friends and families with young children, uh, primarily in the Detroit metro area, but we've also been able to do programming here and there, which I'm sure we'll talk about. That's been able to kind of reach beyond the beyond Detroit, which is exciting. Um, as far as me, <laughs> uh, I grew up I grew up just north of Seattle in an interfaith home. My mom was Jewish. My dad wasn't Jewish, though he eventually uh, converted to Judaism much much later in his life. Um, both you know I have one one sister as long as we're shutting Not everybody she's two years younger than me to the day which is kind of crazy and um yeah and then uh, <laughs> uh, when, uh yeah and then I, I just I've been involved in Jewish life uh just throughout my life in different ways um really found my sense of a, a calling if you say that and to become a rabbi when I was a sophomore in in college actually at the University of Washington I was having a moment of like all the things I ever thought I wanted to do are for like falling by the wayside, what's going to happen next? And um, after a lot of reflection and uh, I realized, you know, this was the path, path for me, I feel like the, ra- the rabbinate is, um, even then, I think even more so now, a really cool sort of direction to take that really can marry together a lot of the things that you're interested and passionate about and like putting a Jewish lens on them, which is exciting. Um, and eventually made my way to Hebrew Union College uh, in Los Angeles after being a second grade teacher for a little while. Mm. Um, And then after graduating uh, with Smecha from HUC in Los Angeles, I was most recently uh, a rabbi at Mishkan Chicago in the Jewish Emerging Network Rabbinic Fellowship Program and um, made my way out to uh, Detroit mid-pandemic after that experience uh, ran its course. It's been a good ride so far, it's been great.
0: Heck yeah, that's pretty sweet. So uh, as you mentioned, uh, you said you were the director of The Well, uh, and you, you talked a little bit about that, but could you go a little bit more in depth about, so our listeners can know about your organization and some of the work that you guys do? And
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, like many other organizations in Detroit actually here, are, um, are seeking to engage, uh, meaningfully engage uh, young adults, which is like very specifically qualified as anybody between the age of 21 and 40. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it, can, it can inhabit a lot of different life stages and phases. Um, and so what we do is, is not necessarily different, but I think how we do it is particularly unique. You know, there's a few different sort of major lanes that the well sort of drives. And one of them, and really primarily being the, the biggest one, is, is creating what we call shared interest groups which is a little bit of a misnomer because it's not just about like interests and hobbies. The way that we approach this is really to look at the totality of a person, really get to know them and um, and work with them to sort of find um, a, a group of people for them to build relationship with, um, around Shabbat, around Rosh Chodesh, around Mahjong, around, uh, you know, whiskey, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, that's like the interest that sort of, that sort of is the, the quote unquote binder, but really it's about how people relate. And sometimes that can take time. Sometimes, you know, there can be like a trial and error process to sort of find the right shidduch between different friends. Um, And we have over 35 of these groups now that um, that exist and are some are meeting more regularly since the pandemic. Some are meeting less frequently on account of a number of <laughs> understandable logistics on account of the pandemic. But they're they're there and they're strong. And um, the idea and this is really in the proof in the pudding. You know, some of these groups have been in existence for five years, and well, you know, the hope is that this is the the, the bond they create will last on and on. You know, and so in addition to that, the well puts on. Some big major marquee programs that are always a little different off the cuff. I know in the past, pre-pandemic, there was like a uh, a, a Tashlich experience that involved a drone over the river okay. uh, that went biodegradable paper. This year for Tashlich and pandemic, we had a socially distanced uh, Tashlich experience we called Tiny Tashlich, which was like this cool contained, like totally immersive experience in our backyard, 10 people at a time. At proper distance, and um, and and that's really what we're what we're about is. And oh, and for for young families, this is uh, we're similarly sort of growing our arm to be able to do programming with them. We have a cool partnership with PJ Library, and you know, this all really starts at different life stages, including even grad students at MSU. I would imagine. It's
0: pretty exciting. Yeah. I think it's cool the, the different ways in which people can get engaged and how it really does differ from like each individual person. And that's, that's why there's so many different programs, I bet, just cause it's like, it's, yeah. it's just, it's different. We but like so- to
1: say, we want to help you find people to do Jewish and life with.
0: I like that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good. That's, cool. <laughs>
1: that's uh, you know, cause Jewish life and life, you know, overlap a lot. <laughs> and uh, one of the ways that I think, uh, you know, I like to think about it too, is sort of where, where is that line? How does it exist and how can we sort of um, make it more visible where those things overlap, And uh, so whether or not you're Jewish or not, you can be involved here to, to live life more meaningfully, which is really what one of the things we're, we're really all
0: about. So uh, something that we've been talking about on our podcast with different guests that we've had before, and just something that we usually talk about is innovation in the Jewish programming and how uh, <laughs> Just, we're always going about just finding new ways to do things and finding you know creative outlets so what is innovation what does that mean to you and how does creativity just fit into the fit into the well and the work that you do there
1: um it's a good question it's also one of my favorite questions i like thinking about innovation so uh innovation
3: Ooh, i think
1: uh, innovation i think has to do With change and best practices, and I like I I like to put those two things together. Um, You know, I think it's important to acknowledge that there are actually multiple kinds of innovation. I think that very commonly we think about innovation as like disruptive innovation, like something that's going to come in and be different and loud and sort of start a new path forward. But really, there's a lot of different ways to sort of create innovate and innovate. you know, incremental innovation, taking tools that you have and sort of putting them up in different ways, You're disruptive, architectural, and radical, are like different varieties. And um, for how, how I sort of approach that is is, is at first, not obviously, necessarily, but, you know, sort of assessing a need, like listening, having your ear to the ground, seeing where the gaps are, and then thinking creatively about how to fill that and uh, to sort of meet needs in different ways, which like sounds, I think a little, I don't know, simple. <laughs> it's not <laughs> always so simple. No. Uh, uh, and, and I think that has to do with sort of how you approach it, like at least what, what gaps you're looking for. If that makes sense,
0: yeah, I, it, it makes sense to, to me. <laughs> so, are have you found those gaps uh, in in the well specifically, or like what projects are you innovating then yourself? That like kind of ways in which you can go further with the well, or just pro- like personal projects or anything. Like, how are you personally innovating? It's a good question. Um,
1: I think well for the well, the I think that the the way that the well I. The well has been, I think, innovating, particularly since the pandemic. I mean, this sort of opened up a lot of different kinds of gaps. Like, how can you have a shared experience? You know, how can you have a quality? What, what does it even mean to have a shared experience? You know, and I know that the well was actually one of the very early, early adopters of the 4D program. That you know, come and like it was in the very beginning of April, we had a program about that, and that was an innovative moment of trying to create that kind of an experience. Um, most recently um we we made a Hanukkah box that I thought was innovative and sort of how that lived um, that and what was in the box and how the how you needed what you needed in order to sort of actually have the complete experience of the box um, you know in and out of the box and um, and that is and, and then personally I think that I mean innovation is just for just growth like intentional growth mm-hmm. um, the, and and I and for me that exists in all kinds of ways, you know, personally and professionally. Um, whether it's adopting a different planner or making time to reflect and create a writing practice, so, you know, to sort of like focus in and, and create, you know, habits that that work. Um, even prayer practices for me, you know, the the very uh, I, I find prayer in, in Jewish tradition to be like super meaningful. One, well, here's a story. Um, so at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I mean, I think we all sort of experienced this in different ways was like the warping of time. Mm -hmm. Like it was so hard to, uh, like like our sense of time was disrupted from week to week. And um, and so my wife and I um, decided to adopt more regularly. And and this continues to today, uh, a havdala practice that, um, that helped us mark time. Like these are the Jewish tools we have to mark time. Let's lean in and see what comes about it. So we started a Havdalah practice, um, which was innovative. <laughs> I think like Havdalah is a very old practice, but we would do it with cocktails. We'd like make like, like make Havdalah cocktails uh, on a Saturday night and have a toast and and have a little discussion about it. You know what we were what we were taking with us from Shabbat, what we were looking forward to in the week, um, and this and that was the beginning of. Uh, an innovative Havdalah practice. It didn't. And it was also involved. You know the candles and, and whatnot, um,
0: but not always.
1: You know, uh, sort of like meaningful, meaningful Jewish acts are are mitzvot.
0: I like that. That sounds like fun. Just, uh, you know, just spicing it up a little bit, just, you know, little things that you could do to just innovate. I really like that. Yeah. Cocktail hub That's fun. So, uh, so you've been at the well for a little bit. You mentioned some programs that you've worked on, like the, the Hanukkah box and uh, some other ones. So which one, what do you think has been your favorite program or your favorite project that you've worked on so far in your time there?
1: Man. So the time hasn't been very long. And I think we're really at like Maybe six months. Wow. Ten, maybe seven, Maybe in the seventh. Um, at the time of this recording, the <laughs> <We, laughs> um, the the Hanukkah box was definitely I I think uh, something I was I that was that was very exciting. One of my favorite programs projects. Um, we we developed a Hanukkah box that was really aligned with. Sort of the Wells approach to that to that innovation and sort of thinking differently about um, where Jewish and life intersect. So in this Hanukkah box, there was nothing like Hanukkah normative, like there was no gelt, no Hanukkiah, um, no latke recipe or anything like that. Um, instead, we we took the spin out of dreidel. We had like a dreidel dice that we created and like created some rules and ways of playing that over Zoom. That yeah, sounds we like fun. We had. Uh, a set of bananagrams, or we call them wellograms. They were they had they had their own like cover, and like bananagram set is like not initially Jewish, but because of the different activities and programs that we built around it, it became uh, a medium to have Jewish conversations and to like connect and celebrate Jewishly, and so that was very exciting, um, and definitely, definitely one of my favorite programs, um, and. I mean, I we've done a lot. I think we've done some cocktail havdalahs, like some havdalah cocktails. We've, um, we've, which is which has been great. I mean, anything around food, I'm I'm into. I like it. You know,
0: I'm not the only one in that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Same here. (laughs) Same. I think
0: every Jewish person, food, (laughs) we're there. Yep. Uh, We survived. Let's eat. So it might exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, one final question before we wrap up the the interview portion: uh, If you had one thing to say to 2021, what would it be? Just some words of advice for our listeners, or just any anything to say for the new year? Yeah, I think
1: I think my advice or thought about 2021 would be to to connect with people to like. And be bold, be brave, and bold about it. Like, I, I, um, I'm, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I feel like, you know, I think about a lot of people. Like, I, I compulsively I'm thinking and being reminded of different things and different people. Whether it were people that I know from high school or even elementary school, I had somebody from elementary school actually reach out to me, who's a teacher now, and help me teach their class in Utah about Judaism. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. it was amazing, and that was like an that was a great example of. Of like i thought uh, like a brave reach out you know i haven't actually met seen this person in a very long time and uh and and yes there was like a purpose to it and and i found to myself it was it was an inspiring moment of me thinking like wow i'm actually i think about my friends in high school i think about my friends in different walks of life in different ways and places and phases and i feel like i'm never reaching out to them and it, in the, the opportunities at my fingertips and so one of my personal resolutions for 2021 is to is to reach out to, to those people and other friends, not only here in Detroit who I'm getting to know, but people who I I I you know equally well just because I haven't talked to people in a while, and and um and I think that sometimes there's can be some self consciousness about reaching out to people who you've been or who you may have lost touch with under any circumstance, and um and I think that 2021 is a is is a year of really looking at um, you, you know, connecting with other people and the value of that um, on, in ways that maybe we have gotten out of the habit of or have never been in the habit of, uh, because those connections, I think, mean more now than ever.
0: I think that's very well put well thank you for being here we're not done yet so don't don't you okay. go anywhere listener don't you go anywhere rabbi jeff uh you, oh, good okay and now we're gonna move on to my personal favorite part of the podcast where i rant about something so what are you gonna rant about today jake you ask me viewer or listener person who's listening to the podcast well let me start off by saying hi my name is jake icebreakers do you know what gets me going <laughs> see that was a good that was a good segue thank you so much icebreakers get me going there is one thing i hate most and that is introducing myself to people because there are different ways that you do it too right there's there's you know you do there's like different i was a camp counselor for a little bit so i get the pain of making kids introduce themselves but like i have to do it too the worst thing is when you start a new cat like a small class and you're in the class and the teacher says it's like slow motion the teacher's like introduce say things i'm like no i'll go i'll do an interview i can interview whoever whenever talk about it, whichever however but as soon as i have to talk about myself to a group of strangers i'm like oh my goodness ah, uh, talk about yourself ah, i don't want to talk about myself two truths and a lie no no two truths and a lie how about all truths i like dancing i like food i like raisinettes. If you're listening to this and you know me personally, give me a raise on that. Yes. Okay. We'll continue. Icebreakers are fun. But the thing about icebreakers that every, nobody talks about is that they don't work. If you, if you introduce me to a group of people and then 10 minutes later ask me any of their names, I can guarantee you I will not remember a single one. That's the secret about icebreakers. That's the, se- the secret everybody knows, but nobody says is that they don't work. Icebreakers do not work. Ow. They... <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay, don't worry. I, I hit my hand for emphasis on the table and it it's stinging a little bit, but I'm okay. Uh, icebreakers, they don't work because... Because what... <laughs> Just icebreakers, man. Oh, they get me going. Uh, my favorite things is like when you do like alliteration, like like jumping Jake, uh, you know, uh Jolly Jake, happy uh happy Haley, uh sad Sophie, uh nourishing Nate. It's like it's like when you when you do the alliterations, like you're just like that helps, but it doesn't really help that much. Uh Sophie do you I mean any? to be
2: to be fair, I yeah. um after one of those alliteration type of things i have been uh preemptively known um what's the word <laughs> Like
0: infamous infamously, like sushi
2: like- sophie that's that's my go-to when there's food so uh-huh. people tend to remember that and i have gotten people um when i like worked at camp and we did like one of those things well, it was like swiffer i think it was like cleaning supplies uh-huh. i did like swiffer sophie and like someone like remembered my name from that i'm like sometimes they work so, but like, so i guess
0: i guess they do work because now i'm thinking about it i took a my freshman year of college i took a i took a acting class and we did movements and we said our <laughs> names so it was like i was like jolly jake and i only remember people as like their movements, their movements like every, when I say their names, I don't think about their names. Now I just tie them to these movements. Yeah. And now it's like, now I can only see them as turning around in a circle person and not who they are as an individual. All I know is they spun around in a circle three times and that's their basis and their identity. Yes. So icebreakers are fun. Uh, if you're doing, if you're listening to this and you haven't done an icebreaker yet, do an icebreaker, uh, alliterate your name right now. Stop what you're doing. Find an alliteration of your name that has to do with an animal. I'm Jaguar Jake. Sophie, go.
2: Snake, Sophie.
0: All right. Nate doesn't have to go because he's listening. But uh, I'll, I'll do one for Nate. He is uh, Nickelback Nate. No, that's not an animal. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. I got this. I got this. I got this. I was about say to say anything.
2: ninja, but <laughs> Ninja Nate. No
0: animal, <laughs> animal, animal. <laughs> animal. Uh, 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 uh. An narwhal, Nate. Narwhal and There he goes. <laughs> Very nice. So you're listening to this right now. Come up with an alliteration. Yeah. See how does it feel? It's hard doing it on the spot. <laughs> so that's why icebreakers are not my favorite thing ever. I'm Jaguar Jake, along with uh,
2: Snake Sophie. Sushi, no,
0: uh, Snake Sophie and Narwhal Nate. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Sushi Sophie, and that's what got stuck in my head.
2: <laughs> oh, one more t- one more tip for the icebreakers. Yes, Don't please. do icebreakers. If there are 100 plus kids in your class, because I have this one engraved memory into my brain, freshman year, this Friday class, I did not want to be at first day there's like over a hundred kids in this class and the professor's like oh we're gonna go around and you guys can say your name your major and your favorite artist because yes it was an art class and I had and we couldn't repeat the artist so you know I had to pull some random ass artists out of the back of my head to say that was my favorite and I just it? Remember, remember it taking so long so don't do that
0: yeah don't do that use your powers for good not for evil when you're an icebreaker yes all right that's that's what we have to say about icebreakers you better have come up with a name already say it out loud good job that was a good one that was a good one good name all right uh so that's that's my rant about icebreakers thank you for coming you had nowhere else to go uh we have a quick 20 second uh torah portion uh so let's hear our 20 second torah
2: It's time for 22nd Torah. Hi, I'm Rabbi
0: Jenna stein Turo, and this is 22nd Torah. This week's Parsha is Vayera, when God sends Moses and Aaron to confront Pharaoh and demand he free the Israelites. Throughout the story, God hardens Pharaoh's heart, and Pharaoh hardens his own heart as well. A hardened heart is a symbol for being stubborn and closed off. What are ways you harden your heart, and how can you soften it again? How can you set yourself free? Okay, perfect. Thank you for that twenty-second Torah. So now we're gonna do. Oh, I know. is not that very inspiring? Or yeah, it's probably inspiring. It's it's usually inspiring. <laughs> uh, uh, now we're gonna do Nate's favorite part of the podcast: our Lachaim of the week. So what we do is we uh, give a toast to something that we're looking forward to in the coming week. Something that you know we just want to give a shout out to the week. So uh, I'll go first. Uh, something that I'm looking forward to my Lachaim of the week is to. Uh, school starting next week. I find myself kind of getting excited for school to start. I, I don't want to say I feel purposeless, but like, I like having things to do. I love my little tasks and things and school gives me something to put my mind on. I'm taking some fun classes. This is my second semester, of my senior year. So this is my victory lap. I'm just, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm taking a running class. I'm taking a, a, a film class. I'm, I'm just, I'm having a fun time. So I just can't oh, wait. To, I can't wait to get this started. And then I can just relax. How do you do a
2: running class during a <laughs> pandemic? It's a, a kinesiology pandemic? class. Oh. It starts
0: in March. So I, it doesn't even, it starts halfway through March. This class is like a three-week class essentially. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's just get it over with. So uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, Sophie, what about you? What's your l'chaim?
2: Oh God. um, I mean, it's also my last semester here at MSU. So yeah. I guess that's something to look forward to I'm looking forward to my classes um yeah
0: <laughs> well very well put uh Nate what about you
3: um that's a phenomenal question um what is my look? I am and I'm still thinking about it as I ponder right now but um what I will come to is that um I place a lot of orders online for different uh products whether they're hats or a new coat or whatever Um, and magically, as I placed these orders, they all got trapped in the Detroit slash Allen Park, United States Postal Service Distribution Center. And they were held, held there for about a month. Um, and I, I draw true joy out of like tracking packages. And so, um, I was checking every single day. And so finally they started to get let out. So now I've just been like showered in gifts that I kind of like forgot I ordered. (laughs) Now, like my, like my new hat is here and my new coat is here um so my lifetime of the week is like the justification or like the the joy of new stuff and luckily i shopped local for every single once so i'm really happy that it all came
0: that's really cool Jess. what about you oh my gosh um
1: i feel like it's a very rabbi thing of me to say but like i'm looking forward to shabbat i am always looking forward to shabbat a good answer. And, and, and this weekend um this weekend is—I don't know—I don't know when this will be released, but this weekend is MLK weekend, and so um, we're we're we doing an event with Repair the World and the Coalition for Black and Jewish Unity, and and One Table, and we're going to be having some exciting, meaningful conversations. Um, that kind of stuff excites me, and you're down on it, I love it, and um, and we're also doing a food event this weekend. I'm
0: looking forward to Shabbat. It's going to be um, an opportunity to rest and connect. It's a rabbi answer, and a good answer, too. <laughs> Just because it's a rabbi answer doesn't make it any less of a good answer. Uh, Shabbat is very exciting. Uh, well, thank you for coming, Rabbi Jeff. It has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, before we go, do you want to uh, plug the the well and ways people can learn more about your about the well and the organization or any other projects wow, you want to okay, yes. go for it? This is your time to do so. This is my moment. Uh, this is your moment.
1: moment. Uh, If you have been inspired by any element of this conversation or your curiosity has been piqued in any way about who I am or who my team might be, who are the amazing programming that we do, um, Marissa Meyerson and Marnie Katz uh, to do, uh, to get involved and to connect and to find people to do Jewish in life with even virtually and to get involved in the community, um, reach out to us, go to meetyouatthewell.org. Um, you can email me at rabbijeff at, at the um, and and we will
0: we would love to connect with you. Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you for spending a little bit of your time here with us. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. It's been a blast learning more about the Well, what you guys do, and kind of the way in which innovation is ever present and how uh it's different for everybody you know the ways in which we can still find our connection to the jewish our jewish roots so uh thank you for coming uh thank you for listening if you're listening thank you for having
1: me of course of course you
0: guys are great it's been fun (laughs) all right well thank you have a good day see you love you bye And that's our show. Thanks for kvetching with us this week. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and call a friend to tell them you love them. The Weekly Kvetch is hosted by me, Jake Rubin, and our executive producers are Sophie Dwoskin and Nate Strauss. This podcast is a production of MSU Hillel. Yalla bye, my friends. Theme music produced by Peter Cooley.